Welcome to Savvy Money Talk. I am so excited to bring this podcast to you, where we break down barriers and normalize women talking openly about money, investing, and wealth. I am Kara, your host and financially savvy BFF, and my mission is to bring financial education and financial literacy to millions of women across the globe. I'm here to empower you to create your version of financial freedom and independence, whatever that looks like to you. Not to have money for money's sake, but for the choice and freedom it provides you, your family and your loved ones. We'll dive deep into the topics that will empower you on your journey to financial independence. We'll explore the transformative power of understanding your beliefs and attitudes towards money so you can break free from limitations and create a mindset of abundance. Get ready for insightful discussions and financial education about managing and investing money more effectively to help you take charge of your financial future. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Savvy Money Talks, the podcast where we normalize women talking openly about money, investing and wealth. If you've followed me for a while now, you'll know that I have a monthly money day where I review my financial goals and how I'm tracking. I review my investments. I research new investment options. I look at ETFs. I look at the property market. But leading into the new calendar year, and I also do it for the financial year, in Oz, that's the beginning of July, so I do it twice a year, I do a much more extensive review of things, both on a macro level and a micro level. So on the high level, bigger picture, like really zoom out, what do things look like in 20 years time, 30 years time, 50 years time, and on a micro level, what has the year that was, what did that look like? What would I like the year that is the following year to look like? So Today, I'm going to explain how I review the year and plan the year ahead from a wealth perspective. I'm going to break this down into two areas, which really do go hand in hand when creating wealth and passive income. I'm going to break it down into both mindset and strategy. So let's get started and talk about reflecting on the year that was. Now, this is a super important part. Before we go into the goal setting part for the following year for 2024, first of all, I look at my mindset and sometimes I do do the mindset and strategy in conjunction. And what I look at is, well, what did I do well around money this year? What's working well? What am I celebrating around money? What empowering beliefs did I create and how aligned was my earning and spending with my values. Now, this is super, super important. And I talk about this a lot because the more aligned our spending and earning is with our values, the happier we're going to be. So yeah, really celebrate the positive things that happened and what worked well, but also look at, well, what could you improve upon? Is there an area where you sabotage yourself? What habits, routines, and rituals around money worked well? What would you like to continue, stop, and do more of in the new year? So as an example, when I look at how aligned my earning and spending was with my values, as you can all probably tell from my Instagram, one of my highest values is freedom, independence, and health and wellness. So you can see I spent almost half of the year in Bali, beautiful island which I absolutely love and really prioritized my health and wellness went to one of the best most amazing gyms here in Changu so that was really quite aligned for me 
that was working well. What could I improve upon? Is there an area where I sabotaged myself? And I look back and I think, okay, what could I have done better? What goal could I have achieved if I had different habits, if I had have automated, if I, if I did something differently or if I thought differently around that? Now, moving into the strategy, and as I mentioned, I usually do do these in conjunction because when I review the goals that I had for the year, it is where that actually brings up the feelings, emotions and memories. So it's like, if I didn't achieve a financial goal, what feelings does that bring up? What thoughts do I have in my mind? What beliefs come up around what that means? And this is where it ties into the mindset element because they're really those negative beliefs are what we need to work on. I also do keep in mind though what parts of it I can control as opposed to the areas which I cannot control. So as an example of this, I cannot control my investment returns down to a T. Yes, I can control how my portfolio is constructed. I can control how diversified my portfolio is. I can control the percentage of equities and property and infrastructure and defensive assets I have in my portfolio, but I cannot control the returns of those particular asset classes. I can control how much money I've contributed. I can control how much money I've saved. I can control how much debt I've reduced during the year. So it's really important to separate out what we can and we cannot control. I go through what were my financial goals and what actually happened. This includes the contributions amount. So the contributions I've made into my personal investment account and my retirement account. Also how much debt I've reduced or paid off and how much money I have saved. This ties in with reviewing my net worth. So that is assets less liabilities against my goal. And this is really the area where if we set stretch goals here, if they're really quite stretched for ourselves, then we do need to remember what I mentioned just before around what can we control. We cannot control investment markets. We can control how much we've contributed. And this is where... Looking at it at a micro level can be problematic and it's why I zoom out because when we're looking at our returns, it's a long-term prospect and long-term means decades or multiple of decades. It doesn't mean like a year and there will be years where you have a negative return and you, your net worth may fall even though you've made contributions, even though you've paid down debt even though you've saved more money, because that is just how investment markets work. They are cyclical. Some years they will be up and some years they will be down. So again, I look at this and I do track it against the actual, but more so in a long-term perspective than really looking at a year in isolation. The other area that I really look at is my passive income goal, because my goal is not to have money for money's sake if it doesn't provide me with a cash flow that I want. 
There is absolutely no point in my mind in having millions of dollars in assets if these assets are costing me money and not putting money in my bank account. So I actually track my passive income goal and my actuals against that. The final part that I look at is the percentage of my income that is being paid onto investment debt or investing contributions. Now, a rule of thumb is to aim for 20% or more of your overall income that's going into those areas. If you're not at 20% yet, that's absolutely fine. To start with, depending on where you're at, you may aim for 5% of your total income that you're paying off debt, saving or investing. So that is the micro level or short term approach. I then look at it from a macro level. So that's my 10,000 feet view. It's where I zoom out and I look at my bigger picture goals. What are my 10, 20 and 30 year goals and how am I tracking against them? Now, I know most of us have no idea what we're going to be doing in two years time, let alone 30 years time. But what we do know is how much income or what we should know is how much income that we would like to have at that point in time the value of assets that's required to generate that level of income and how you're tracking against them this can actually be really quite a powerful exercise to do because often we think that we're so far away from a particular goal but when we actually look at the numbers and with compounding working over that period of time we may be closer than we actually think with this exercise i use a nine percent return rate as a benchmark to see if i'm on track for example if my goal is a million dollars at age 50 i look at my current balance my current contribution rate and the amount of time that you have until you reach that age and calculate if you're on track for that if i'm not on track what do i need to increase my contribution rate to now this may or may not be possible with your current cash flow but it gives you something to aim for even if you increase it slightly and don't actually get to that contribution rate at least you know how you're tracking And then it may be, well, okay, actually, it might take an extra couple of years to get to that particular goal. And that's okay. Also know that this isn't going to be a straight line. Some years we're going to have a a higher performance than others, which is totally normal, which is why it's really important to track this each year so we can see the differences between those years and look at you know whether that average is nine percent over the longer term once i've looked at the year that was and really reflected upon what has happened celebrated my wins looked at what i could improve upon i set about planning the year ahead i do this in exactly the same way where i look at my mindset and my actual financial and wealth goals So with the mindset, I look at what beliefs that I've had over the past year that have served me well. What are the beliefs that I've had 
that led to me being able to celebrate the wins that I've had. And what beliefs do I have that are stopping me from moving forward? And are those beliefs ultimately true? And what is a more empowering belief I can choose? So for example, I may have a belief where I think it's not possible to reach my goal. Let's say my goal is a million dollars at age 50. And based on my calculations, I'm not tracking towards that. How can I have a more empowering belief, which means I can achieve my goal? So what's a more empowering belief than that's not possible for me? Perhaps it's I'm willing to believe that I'm able to learn and make this possible. Or perhaps it's whilst I may not achieve this goal in my specified time frame, I'm going to do everything in my power to do so. And if I go over by a couple of years, then that's totally fine. The next question I ask myself is, who do I need to be to achieve these goals? And this is particularly important when you set really quite stretch goals. So, for example, I mentioned looking at how much of your income have you invested, paid down debt and saved. And let's say for the previous year, that was 5%. If you set a goal of 30%, without significantly increasing your income or knowing how you're going to increase your income, then that's a stretch goal. Who do you need to be in order to achieve that goal? What habits do you need to implement? What routines or rituals do you need to put into place to keep you on track? For example, your monthly money date. Do you need to automate the transfers? Can you, quote unquote, find money elsewhere? Can you call a provider of a service that you have and see whether you can negotiate a better deal and then utilize the savings to invest or pay down debt? What education might you need to be able to move forward? Do you need to allocate more time to review and track? So if you are off schedule, then you can course correct throughout the year. Now we move on to the strategy side of things and setting those financial goals for the following year. So I set very similar goals to the previous year. How much do I want to invest into both my personal investment account and my superannuation, so my pension fund? How much debt would I like to reduce? And what is my goal for my net worth increase? Noting again, that's going to be obviously dependent on your contribution amounts and your debt reduction, but also on how markets perform, which we cannot control. We can only control how diversified we are and and our asset allocation. Also set a passive income goal. And as I mentioned before, what percentage of your income are you contributing to investing, reducing debt and saving? Once you have your annual goals, break these down into monthly amounts and automate whatever you can. This is really the secret sauce to making it super efficient and seamless is the automation part. So if your savings goal is $500 a month, set up an automatic transfer the day after you get paid of $500 a month. If your investing goal 
is $200 per month, do the same. Set up the automatic transfer the day after you get paid. The other key area here is plan for your major expenses and work that into your budget as well and also automate the allocation of funds for them. What this does is it means that everything is accounted for and you're intentionally allocating money. How can you make incremental adjustments? And really don't underestimate the power of these moves. They can have massive benefits over the long term because of the compounding nature of investing. Look at your macro bigger picture goals. Are they still relevant? Do they still feel aligned? Have things changed? Do I need to adjust them? For example, with the rising cost of living this year, I have reviewed and raised my base level financial freedom figure. I've realized that with the current climate, that base level isn't actually going to cover my base level expenses. And that's okay. This is not an exercise that we do once and that's static and then that's it. There's a lot of moving parts when it comes to this and a lot of unknown factors. And because we're planning over decades, it is inevitable that it is going to change from time to time. And this is our opportunity to sit down and look at it and say, okay, well, what has changed and what amendments or tweaks do I need to make? So this process is really going to set you up for the new year, but the key is absolutely in the implementation. You have to take action. You have to change your habits. You need to automate. You need to actually put things in your calendar, set up the transfers, do all of these things to make it happen. If 2024 is a year that you really want to start investing, then I invite you to join me in Invest, Thrive and Retire Early, the ultimate investing masterclass for women. I break down key investing concepts and show you how to get started investing right away. As a former financial advisor, I'm sharing exactly what we all wished we were taught in school, how to create wealth and passive income through investing. You can register the link in the show notes. I can't wait to share this information with you and help you make 2024 the best year yet. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd have, I'd absolutely love it if you would be able to subscribe and share it with your friends. It would mean the world to me if you take a screenshot and share it on your IG story. Be sure to tag me so I can thank you. The information shared on the Savvy Money Talks podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. It's for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make financial or investment decisions. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the PDS, TMD and obtain appropriate financial and tax advice tailored towards your needs.